0: Hello, everyone, very excited to be having conversation on what's happening in the Indian stock market during this COVID time, what does it mean for you as an investor in the stock market, and a lot more. And today joining me is Prakash Gadgani, he's the founder and CEO of 5pesa.com. And you know what is interesting? 5pesa.com is the first Indian fintech company which got listed. So there's a lot that they can tell us. There's a lot that they will share with us. And, and I'm so excited to be talking to this young dynamic CEO who will give us very incisive information on what's happening in the stock market.
1: So 5 Paisa is basically uh, what IIFL started around 20 years back. Uh, so around in 2000. So that time, you know, brokerage was charged in percentage around 1%. So this, uh, bra- this name and the brokerage also was made as 0.05%. And that's how it became like five pesa. So, uh, but eventually, after like few years, because IFL got diversified into various businesses, this the brand name was shelved uh, because it was purely for you know broking and in that age of discount broking. But then, when we were you know working on the idea of starting a discount broking, we thought of you know reinstating the brand five pesa because five pesa basically denotes like you know practically nothing today. Pesa means you know it's, it's insignificant. So you, what you pay to get the service is absolutely insignificant money, but what you get in return is far, far more value. So that's how the name Fipasa uh, is, and we're we continuing uh, the uh, you know the philosophy behind having that name. And uh, so as we speak now, we are almost uh, you know six and a half lakh uh, customers we have acquired in the last uh, four years. We've been growing at almost. plus uh, year-on-year. Last year also, in terms of customer base, we grew almost 170%. So, and the growth uh, looks almost the same and even better now. So, this is what our uh, overall customer base is. And uh, from the start, we were very clear that it has to penetrate and uh, into deeper markets. And there are so many areas in in our country which is, uh, you know, not very much into capital markets, you know, like states like UP or Bihar or, or Jammu Kashmir or Northeast. So he said, let's let's expand the market. Everyone runs around uh, those top 10 to 20, 30 cities. He said that let's break that and let's take our product to the, the, the lowest common denominator in the country. And, uh, you know, I hope we've been able to do that because almost 70, 80% of these customers are coming from that area of the country. Uh, so, you know, especially these smaller towns, villages. So, you know, that's, that's, we feel good that, you know, most of the customers are the first timers. They're coming to the capital market uh, through us.
0: First time customers. So, two, three things. One is that how do they get to know about you and, and, and in your study of the consumer base, what attracts them? It's like uh, uh, to get into this. And, and the third, if you could tell us about, customers coming from UP Bihar and I'm from Bihar uh, and I'm not in stock market so we, <laughs> I should look at that fivepress.com but you know if you can help us understand the consumer and their behavior who come from this market
1: so see what has happened is there is there has been a huge shift in the uh, you know in the income patterns across the country there are states which have been really growing well but they were underpenetrated. Now, how a discovery of the product typically happens in today's uh, era, if I don't know anything, and I want to learn about anything for that matter, even if I want to learn about what is happening around the world in COVID, what I would do, I would just Google, and I will search for some things that I feel is right in terms of terms, and then I will get some search results. That's exactly the discovery of 5 happens. If I am someone who has started earning... And now I know that you know I have some income which is disposable after taking care of my expenses. Where do I invest? So I'll go online search for you know like a demat account or online trading, and people will discover us. So if you do that, you will find us uh, there uh, on online platform, and that's how people then they download our app, then they use our app because it's free for them to use. Even if you are not a customer, you still use it. So they have this first hand experience, and then they come to us. So it's basically through the online discovery uh, by a customer. And what I've also seen is that the income levels in the smaller towns have gone up substantially last, you know, five, 10 years. And you see that in the you know, real estate prices going up in smaller towns, uh, people have more income, but then, you know, land prices have gone up. So then people have capitalized there, So they have more money, but they have less, uh, you know, expenditure. So they have good disposability. Second is there are millennials are damn smart. You know they they don't want to do what their parents did. You know, they just put an FD or just earn six seven percent. So they are inquisitive. They are smart and they are tech savvy. Everyone has a smartphone. Everyone has an internet connection. And now the the knowledge the uh, you know knowledge is there. The world's knowledge is available on their mobile. So they research, they study, and then they choose the right uh, you know product to invest. And that's how uh, you know they, they come to us. So uh, you know, and and we attract a lot of millennials. I mean, almost like maybe sixty-five percent of our customer base are the ones which are like less than thirty years of age. So they're pretty young. So that's how they discover and come to us.
0: Did you see what kind of impact have you seen because of COVID? About because of the pandemic, do you see people are more hesitant now? Uh, uh, you know, to uh, engage and, and 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 you know, do any kind of an activity. Tea, which might
1: lead to loss of money. So uh, no, it's it's a very interesting question. It's a very surprising trend. So what happened is that you know we were so markets were anyways not that great for last one and a half years. So but obviously there were retail investors coming to market through mutual fund route, and we saw that you know S I P is going up and mutual fund investments were was booming. But so but then people were not making money. Come February, and we were thinking that you know might be it's not that great a time, but the, the influx point there was SBI card IPO. So we saw that you know because of the IPO, normally retail investors come in and we were happy. But suddenly this entire COVID thing came and we were like, no, now it's gone. I mean, markets, investments, everything is going to go for a toss. But we saw a completely reverse trend. The, the way market started going down, double the speed people started coming towards stock market. So if you see March, April, May, June, these have been one of the best months in terms of people coming to capital. There are more and more demand accounts getting opened. rather the highest number of demand accounts got opened was somewhere in the month of March and April, people are having money. They're coming uh, and investing the money with which they're they're uh, investing is also increased, but it's a completely reverse trend. And you know, I was trying to understand that, you know, why this has happened. I mean, everywhere we are talking about that, uh, you know, there might be job losses and people are not having businesses. And, uh, you know, they have to pay their EMIs, but still why people are investing. So I don't have a definite answer, but what I think, because what I personally went through is when you were in lockdown, a lot of people must have seen their expenditures going down, right? And then you have, you see saving. So at one end you see saving second, you see, you also feel that, you know, future is uncertain. Anything can happen anytime. So, there is a huge shift in the mindset of investor is what I feel. And that's why they are coming more towards investment. Second is, you know, what are the other options people have for investment as a retail investor? I mean, gold, uh, that's something that is, is, is uh, you know, uh, all-time hit. So, that's one investment. But apart from that, you don't have a choice. So, I see a reverse trend and it's a very healthy trend and a very good trend, which I feel that it will continue for a long time. I mean, it's taken me by surprise, but uh, good. What do you do, you know, when the customers
0: uh, come to your platform? And as you said that many of them are doing this for the first time, right? Trading for the first time. Do you have a platform or do you have something where you teach them, train them, tell them
1: how to use the platform effectively? Definitely. As I said, you know, most of these people are first timers. So they come with very basic queries, you know, like for example, how how do I transfer funds? You know, why do I need to give those many documents and how do I trade, you know, how to buy a stock. So they are very, very elementary uh, you know, queries. What we, what we saw is that you know, instead of reading, people prefer video. So you know, every one of us know that video has a huge consumption. So we focused our entire energies on you know, building our uh, video uh, inventory and training and uh, imparting all these kind of process knowledge to people through videos. Our YouTube channel has more than around 1.1 lakh subscribers, one of the highest in the industry. Uh, you know, we got almost like half, uh, almost like five to six million views a month on these videos. And from start, we we always created these videos in Hindi because most of the people that we cater to are from the Hindi belt, and language was something that we said that that should not be a barrier. Uh, you know, so we started creating videos in Hindi. And then, whenever you open an account with Five Percent, the first thing that we shoot out as an emailer is: Please go through these videos. Please see these videos. Don't trade, but please go through and see exactly how you want to do it. So, and plus, you know, there are like knowledge about broking and investing, you know, fundamental analysis and derivatives. So there's a host of video training that we have on our channel. But what we try and cater is small, like two minute, three minute, four minute videos. So people should not get bored. Know, Hindi, keep a language as simple as possible. So there are a lot of stuff that we do to educate people because what happens is that the thrill of stock market is very intimidating. Uh, you see this, the prices go up and down and you get very excited. And if you do not uh, you know, come with proper channel and you do not come with proper knowledge, there are high chances that you might end up in losses. And what happens is then you blame the product and the tool and you don't blame yourself. Okay, I might have gone wrong. So it is very, very important for us as a broker to, uh, you know, keep uh, you know first step as learning. So you know that's that's what we extensively do and also believe in.
0: You know, Prakash, thinking one of the modules maybe you can start is (laughs) self-awareness.
1: Yes, yes.
0: What has the impact been on your retail investors?
1: mhm uh, because of uh, the uh, covid that, thing?
0: yeah so retail
1: investors i see that uh, you know so we uh, i divide the question into two answers one is people who are already investors so for them obviously there is this bad time because uh, markets were anyways down for last one and a half years. so if i am investor from last two years three years and beyond my stocks were already 40 50% down and from there my stocks are further 40 50% down so, like I'm literally at 20%, 25% of my So that's a scary situation. But what we have seen is people have not gone out, they have pumped in more money. Typical retail investor. But when you are almost 80% down, what is left is up. So there are people who are investing more. Retail and the new customers for them, it's a lottery. I mean, they come at a uh, no uh, at a level when the best of the blue chips are available at uh, 40, 50, 60, 70 percent kind of a uh, discount or uh, at the prices which was this this four months uh, you know before and whatever the scary situation we may not we may uh, we may be into but it's not the end of the world so obviously things will take time and equities for a long term so people come with money they are investing and the good trend is they are staying for some time it's not like you know buy today and like sell yeah. More, yeah. just trade and speculate so no so that that's a good behavior that we are seeing i mean i totally uh, agree with you that we are living in uncertain times so we don't know uh, and you know i don't think so the uh, you know the uncertainty is anywhere going for at least next 3 4 months because we don't have vaccines we don't know where we are going to peak out so there is a huge uncertainty but what is happening is that people have taken especially the i'm not talking about the class which is uh, you know actually uh, you know, actually having a problem with survival, so that that's a different class, and there is really a pain in that area. Uh, but there is a class of people who are not that bad in terms of their earning, but somewhere in between. This is a class of investors which is now coming to the markets and investing, mm. and which is a so basically a middle class, uh, you know, income uh, group. So that's that's a, a section of people which I feel are coming in big numbers towards capital markets or whatever was holding them back before now i think they have it's clear and they see that okay this is the way to uh, invest and make some money because again you know, life is uncertain and income too is so there's a there's a different trend but that does not take away the uncertainty i mean uh, whoever are our investors and we definitely communicate that don't go overboard so it's a, it, it is a it's a human psychology that when the prices are extremely down we tend to invest and we said okay fine this is the bottom but we say that okay, don't go completely. You know, we we don't know where the when the markets are going to completely bounce back and uncertainty is going to be hundred percent over. We don't know that. So being you know, invest into bits and pieces, do through SIP in mutual fund, and that's, that's the best way to uh, approach stock markets. So, but resist yourself. So control. Don't just go uh, you know overboard. So that's what we advise. Uh, uh, we are advising our customers.
0: There are so many things that we are reading and it's all sounds very dismal right now. And, and the ratings that India is getting is also just negative, negative to minus negative. What is your sense of the market?
1: Oh, that's, that's something very, very difficult. And, uh, you know, your guess is as sane as mine. But, uh, what I feel is that, see, though in April, May markets have gone up and markets normally factor future. So when it went down, it was like, so we had factored in that, okay, for next three, four months are going to be bad. But, and though market is going down, but I still feel that there is still a lot of pain left and markets will have to somewhere stabilize and take a pause or maybe correct a bit. Because I, whatever I read, I mean, whatever we all are reading in the newspapers that, you know, vaccines are not going to come before maybe in November, December, every day we are You know, we are just showing uh, a a different high in terms of number of cases being reported. So things are bad, and uh, we don't know when it's going to peak out. And even the solutions are not available. So I think there's a pain left in the sector. I think the pain will come out more uh, in the maybe third quarter of this fiscal year. Because today we are into a space where most of the people must have have taken moratoriums. So up till September you have, and then you have three more months for a uh, in financial institution to report NPS. I don't know how that NPA is going to be, uh, you know, reported somewhere in January. So entire banking financial space, uh, we don't know how the pay, how much the pain is. But there are some sectors doing good, agriculture, or maybe some very specific, uh, you know, sectors which might do good. So I think it's going to be a mixed year for uh, markets, not great phenomenally in terms of if you only see nifty and sensex but there would be stocks there would be sectors there would be stories which would be like a you know maybe a, a game changer or or dark horses in this but you know i don't see a euphoria for definitely but i would be a bit of optimistic not uh, uh, not very pessimistic
0: that tell us to everyone who is watching this at least guide us in terms of if we have to look at sectors to invest in, what should be a lens? How should we be approaching right now if we have to invest? Uh,
1: let me be, you know, let me have my disclaimer that I am no expert in advising. I'm not a research analyst. I don't do research, so I can't. I, so, you know, please don't go by what I advise. Please, please, please. please listen to I, your uh, advisor, financial advisor. But I think, you know, there are there a are few things which are very uh, logical. For example, uh, you know, agri or maybe anything related to, to agri. So that's going, that's going, uh, you know, anyways good. Uh, people don't stop eating. So they are, rather they're eating more because they're now at home. but uh, so that one sector, which is there. Private mobility is something that people are seeing that, you know, maybe a two-wheeler or cycles or uh, a four-wheeler might see a good growth. Uh, you know, fertilizer uh, sector looks to be, you know, uh, looks to be good because it's agri-allied. So there are, there are stories uh, in, in those. Um, oil and gas, you know, that's a sector which is again bouncing back because you know world has restarted. So demand for crude and you know all other stuff is again rebounds. So that's uh, one sector which is which is looking good. So I think there would be some sort of pharma. I mean, definitely. I mean, that's, that's a no-brainer. It's already <laughs> gone up. So there are these sectors and some companies and some businesses which would be uh, you know benefited, but they might they might uh, do good. I, I think you've started
0: this, uh, five PESA loans, right? Peer to peer. platform. Tell us about that. And how come you decided to get into lending when right now, everyone is staying away from it. Oh, yeah. So
1: uh, the timing of launch, maybe, uh, you know, it's pure coincidental. So we did not plan to launch in a time where people neither want to give loans or take loans, but, <laughs> but the P2P lending, peer to peer lending is, is a very, uh, new concept and, uh, we had applied around one and a half year back for an NBFC we just got in December. So now we are a peer-to-peer lending NBFC. So, but that's a very interesting space and I'm very excited about this line of business. It's at an nascent stage in India. I mean, if you uh, tell someone that you, know, you want to lend, it, people will definitely think 100 times or maybe they might not take that decision to lend because not looking at current scenario, but even generally. Yeah. But if you see lending, this is a business, this is age old in India. And every city would have, uh, you know, middlemen and there are businesses who require short-term loans. Uh, you know, there are people who need, uh, you know, maybe three months, six months, one-year loans. And on the other end, there are people who want to give money, who want to lend money from so anywhere. I mean, uh, if you if you talk to any business guy, he would say that at some point he must he must have lent money to someone for a two-month, three-month, six-month period. So lending in India is a very very old concept, but what is what exactly how exactly that happens? you know I, I if I have to lend, I go through a middleman, it is purely word of mouth, it's just a trust, it's a verbal trust and uh, nothing more. and people uh, people uh, lend. We thought of taking this uh, basically the entire peer-to-peer lending platform is to make it organized under the purview of regulatory regulation, you make a lending, uh, you know, lending and borrowing as a platform. So if today you want to lend even fifty thousand rupees to a person, why can't you? You should be allowed. So if you want to invest into equities, you are investing in mutual fund, you invest in lending. That's something which is very, very nascent in India. It will take some time, but so has equity. And equity, uh, if you if I, if I talk about twenty-five years back, it used to say that Gujarati Marwadyo killyota in equity. Why? Right? Because they were the businesses, they were they understand they had money, they were doing it. But see today, every corner of the country, people are investing in. pros and pros of people are now coming to the capital market. So it takes some time. But I think lending, especially when we are entering times where the interest is going to be low, FDU practically get nothing, real estates are into negative zone for the last three, four years. I don't know when uh, real estate will start appreciating. So you have very limited choices to actually make money. Secondly, people are now want to take risk. You know, There was a time when my father used to invest and he was like, Security is the first, You know, I, capital protection is the first thing, then maybe uh, uh, capital appreciation. But now the young guys, they want to experiment. Well, okay, capital production definitely should be, but why not? Why can't I experiment with a 14-15% uh, kind of a product and why just stick to 5%? So the behavior has changed. Uh, people are more uh, okay with uh, taking experiments. So I think lending is going to be a phenomenal thing. Uh, give five years to this business and to this industry, and obviously it also depends on how strong players are, uh, you know, in this business. Because any uh, new thing that you start in the country, and then you have uh, some bad crooks in the business, then the overall perception about the business changes. It's good that peer-to-peer lending started in India by regulators, you know. So from the day one, they are very, very stringent, and slowly it is getting relaxed. It's exactly opposite of every other businesses in the country. The way they started, so it's a good thing. But I think uh, you know more people like us. The only reason why we got involved into this that there, was, there, there are no like big corporates uh, into peer-to-peer lending, and there is a huge market. So but we thought that's a that's an opportunity we should uh, definitely bank on, and uh, we've just launched. But uh, you know, as we're discussing, uh, it's a difficult time. Uh, but good thing is there are le- very less people who also want to take loans. So people are also now hours of taking loan, but i think in some time it might change because the the moment we go back into our lives the requirement of money will come so uh, but i am i'm pretty optimistic about uh, about this business and we are going like full uh, full into uh, launching the product and you know promoting it internally with our customers and externally as well
0: i want to also understand what are some of the other areas where we can see five Pesa uh, getting into
1: Oh, that's so. for now, uh, you know, so when we started, uh, Shirda, we had very clear, uh, you know, uh, objective in mind that we'll enter into financial products, which can be end to end digitally served, which doesn't require any human intervention, which doesn't require any paperwork. And it is simple, you know, someone who, who can buy it online on its own. And that's how has, our philosophy has been. So we started with equities, then we had mutual funds. Uh, we started personal loans, you no know, peer to peer lending. So I think these are the areas and we, we also distribute, uh, we, we sell gold, we are working on distributing insurance products, even in insurance, we wanted to only keep it to health insurance and term insurance, which is just simple pull products and not very complex kind of products. So that's the gamut of products we are into. For now, our entire focus is is only on these two so for some time uh, we will focus our energies on equities which is which is seeing a a great momentum in the country so you need an attention there and now peer to peer lending so for uh, foreseeable future we will be in this unless some great opportunity you know comes knocking uh, we'll pounce on that but as of now these are the two uh, areas we want to focus on
0: so tell me something, the gold business that you spoke about, because I'm hearing that there will be interesting businesses coming in the fintech space, which are looking at gold as an asset for lending. And, you know, uh, so the yeah. gold becomes a collateral, which it has been, but just businesses focus on that. How big are those opportunities
1: for you? So gold, so one is obviously you investing into gold as an asset class, or and second is obviously you're using gold to borrow so lend, gold lending is a different product we are not into that um, one of our group companies is into uh, you know, lending um, based on uh, gold as a collateral but we focus more on gold as an investment product so what has happened so if you if you if you see typically i mean we are we, are, we all are buyers of gold and india is known for stocking gold and but how that happens typically it happens uh, through your jewelry shop so yes. you you buy like a 5 gram or a 2 gram or a 10 gram gold which is in physical nature and uh, on the other hand you have uh, MCX platform where you buy but then the contract sizes are more you know there are complexities in terms of uh, rolling it over on a uh, on every expiry so it's not very really convenient what we have made this is a platform where you can buy gold digitally which is even if i want to buy like 5 rupee or 10 rupee or 50 rupee kind of a gold i can do it digitally and that much uh, will be there in my wallet. I can use credit card, debit card, net banking, all to purchase gold. And at any point of time, if I feel that I want to convert that digital gold to physical, it's just a click away. You click it, it gets converted into a whatever, uh, you know, uh, it's like a five gram coin or a, even a hundred gram biscuit and you just convert it, it will be delivered to you uh, on your doorstep. So that is a huge ease for, uh, you know, people. Like there are a lot of people who also do SIP in gold, which was, which was not there earlier. I mean obviously it was there i mean you, if you go every month to a jewelry shop it becomes an sip but how many of us would so but now on our platform people also you know uh, 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 do sip in the gold so and and uh, you know now if you see last six months gold has been like phenomenal run though for 3 years it was uh, it was at the same rate but so it is it is proven that for like 50 year history gold gives phenomenal returns though in spurts but uh, that's an asset class people should own yeah, and yeah. Uh, no, that that's an interesting uh, you know product, uh, and uh, good thing is that millennials because you make it fancy, you know you buy through credit card and keep it digitally in your wallet, and then convert it. So it looks it also looks good. So millennials are also attracted uh, towards uh, purchasing good
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, Prakash, I just want to understand from fintech as a space, right? Like in India, it's so big, so diverse, so huge that opportunities. I think one has to just find because there's so many. But I just want to understand from your lens, because Mm. you are running a very successful and if I may say again for everyone's uh, uh, understanding, Pypesa.com got listed first fintech uh, company startup from India, which got listed. I just want to understand from your lens, what are some of the opportunities that you think are big opportunities in fintech?
1: See, fintech. I mean, one of the widest uh, uh, sort of space which uh, all these startups are coming is uh, fintech, uh, and uh, most of the disruption in fintech happened in the payment space. You know, like wallets and payment gateway. Those are space uh, which got uh, you know maximum at- attention. Then after payment, it was lending. So uh, you know, digital lending through all these apps were the second. Uh, Banking definitely is there, broking then got a uh, 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 lot of startups came in, but obviously most of the, because it is highly regulated, they need to become an intermediary to come into fintech, but some things which are, which were not, were first, uh, you know, targeted. But I think one of the trends that we are seeing, and that is going to be sometime I don't know how that pans out, but it's interesting to see is neo There are a lot of players, uh, you know, which are not full service banks or not even registered banks, but offering service. I think that's an interesting space, uh, you know, neo banking. Second is uh, you know international. Uh, you know, how do you get international investing uh, in India? Though it's it's tedious, it's regulatory. There are a lot of regulatory issues, but I think that's that's an interesting space. If people are able to crack there, and that's a good you know, yeah. you know yeah. that, that would that would be a good opportunity. So when I see a few people in uh, you know venturing into neo banking. Uh, you know there are there are there are some dis- good disruptions would be happening on in the insurance space as well. You know like like a discount broking. You have uh, you know some people in insurance as a discount insurance uh, company where they offer products at a very uh, less cost as compared to traditional. So they, these are some few uh, ones uh, uh, which are coming in. Then uh, one of the also an area which is getting explored though not much is research and advisory. I mean there are there are platforms. Uh, who are building on uh, you know automated advisory to retail investors? Uh, so that that's that's one of the very good areas. Though uh, very few people uh, are there, but I think it's an it's, it's, it's interesting because no one today advises. Uh, it's it's costly to advise a retail investor only because of the sheer size it comes in. Uh, but everyone wants to uh, advise an HNI. If you have a crore portfolio, you will have ten RMs. If you have fifty thousand portfolio, there is no one for you. So, you know, that's a space which uh, uh, has a huge potential. Uh, and I'm happy that there are startups who are really looking into uh, research and advisory. You
0: know, that uh, let me ask you this question Are you going to be, are you as a platform, as a company, you individually as a uh, CEO, are you looking at investing in startups in adjacency, similar space?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's uh, not for now because. Uh, you know, that requires uh, excess capital. We are uh, we are still not breaking even. We, uh, we ourselves had a couple of uh, rounds of infusion uh, in terms of capital. So now our entire money is going for our own business. But definitely, I mean, there would be, uh, if opportunities come, we would look for investing into startups. You know, Prakash, I want to congratulate you
0: because I have been told and I have this paper with me where I... Uh, uh, got to know that see job cuts, and I've been talking about it, and we've been discussing that there's so many layoffs happening, furloughs are taking place. But you know, you actually went ahead and gave your employees raise. So tell us, how did you manage to do that?
1: So uh, you know, that's something which is uh, you know personally, I am uh, very satisfied when we when you do you know such thing, and uh, you know it, it's just uh, you know it's it's nothing but. A reflection of what our company and the people do. I mean, I we are definitely living in uncertain time, difficult times. But if I look at only you know uh, the effort people are putting and the result that we are getting. So for last financial year, we grew by almost 80 percent in terms of top line. Our losses are reduced. Uh, you know, we, in terms of customer equation, we grew 170 percent. So I thought. Uh, you know there is nothing wrong in appreciating uh, our people and giving them the due uh, you know uh, uh, respect or uh, you know due monetary and non monetary at the time when it is required and i thought that th- this is the time when it is required the most because yeah, yeah. you know so that's why so if they, where there were bonuses and incentives we gave because you know everyone fears that what is going to happen and when you get this kind of sense of security uh, that, you know, my company is giving me an appraisal. I get salary on time. I get incentives. That boosts morale. Uh, I mean, there is nothing in the world which can actually uh, boost a morale which this can. And then people are motivated to do better. And that's what I, I expect from my team. I mean, whatever we did, great. But I think that's that's the benchmark. You know, How do we grow further? So I don't want you to think anything else. There should not be any thought coming to your mind, but just growth. If there is any money-related issue that's been taken care of, you get your appraisals. Just work, work more, uh, and one one selfish interest that I have is that you are working from home, so you can work more. <laughs> so, that is something that uh, you I'm
0: know, that's working like a typical CEO. <laughs> yeah, but I think no, no, but we all I think we all are working. I feel in the last three months, and I've been interviewing so many people and my team. All
1: of us have been working more than ever absolutely, before, absolutely. Saturday, Sunday, or anything. Yeah. Correct. Oh, that that's a good thing. Huh? If you if, for example, in these uncertain times, and as you said, everyone that I spoke to, any industry, all my my, my friends or colleagues or relatives or in different industries, I have not seen anyone saying that boss, I don't have work, I'm just sitting at home. He yeah. said I'm working more. Yeah. So this is a good thing. So when everything becomes normal, we may see a V-shaped recovery in the economy because everyone is working hard. Yeah. So if everyone works hard, definitely it will transform that into uh, your revenues or product or innovation or some disruption, and that will bring back the economy on track. So I, I'm very hopeful that uh, if all of us work more harder, uh, things would not be at as bad as uh, we may anticipate, or maybe yeah, much better.
0: How are you looking at competition? Because you're in a space which is highly competitive okay. if i may say absolutely. So. absolutely i have had the privilege of interviewing some who would be considered your competition so i just want to understand where do you see yourself from competition
1: see i as you rightly said it's a it's a fiercely competitive space uh, and uh, today every broker uh, is a discount broker and when we started there were a handful of 2 3 uh, you know brokers uh, you know before us couple of uh, ones who were uh, established and we started and people used to, you know, question the viability of our business. People used to say, you know, to You They will just go off. But today if you see the entire industry has jumped into a discount broking and that's, uh, you know, that's the norm. So competition is fierce. But I think what, there are two things. One, if you focus yourself on customer, then you need not worry about competition at all. Because if you are in if you are connected to what a customer wants, what what he actually is looking for, and if you hit it right, I mean there is no one who can take that from you. And second is in India is a large market. I mean we have hardly what 1.5 two crore demand accounts, and that too you know on the around four and a half crore folios uh, uh, on mutual fund that's like what 2%, 3% and this is something the statement has been spoken for last 2 decades from the, the day I started my career people should start, uh, say that India is uh, you know, under penetrated, today also India is under penetrated, so what is going to change? What is going to change is technology what has changed is the entire generation and we are still at 3%, 4% kind of penetration so India is a huge market there is, there is a market for everyone and but having said that is it that I'm not, uh, you know, uh, maybe conscious about competition? No, I'm like very, very conscious about competition. I am more worried about the, a new guy startup somewhere sitting in the corner of the country and who disrupt. I am not worried more uh, about, and with due respect to all the people and most of uh, you know the fraternity are friends. Uh, so I don't, with absolutely due respect, I'm not worried about an incumbent player. I'm worried about some young 20-year-old guy. Sitting in some part of the country, and decides to disrupt the space by coming something innovative. I mean, that is something. That is a challenge. That is something which, which scares me. And uh, you know, I keep uh, you know looking for such things that you know, at least I have to have a tap on that. Like mm-hmm. What is happening in this space? So I'm more I'm more focused there rather than focusing on what existing people are doing because everyone is doing something or the other. So one focus on your customer. Uh, there's a large market. And then focus on innovation and continuously try and uh, do something new. See, there is no place for complacency. I mean, even if you are, uh, we are in top ten broker. Tomorrow, even if you become top three, I mean, that's online is such a fiercely competitive space in any industry. So there is no, there is no room for a third player or a fourth player. I mean, this is regulatory, so you may have five six players. But if you see any other industry, there is no room for uh, you know more uh, third player or fourth player. And even that that the player changes. And can change. So that's uh, uh, something which has to be looked upon, and I am uh, more worried and I keep a tap on that. Uh, For you, from a financial standpoint, what's the big uh, outcome as a platform when you're listed already? See, valuation, I think what has happened is that uh, the whole valuation theory in startups in last five, seven years. Has become distorted. You know, we. Uh, so I used to read that. You know, uh, why are you entering into a business? You are entering into a business to solve a problem, whatever that problem is. You know, like Ola started, Uber started, or any startup in the world started to solve a problem. But if you are not starting a project to solve a problem, but to get a valuation, I think that's a distortion and that's a wrong approach. There are high chances that you end up, uh, you know, winding up your business and losing tons of your uh, investors' money there. So, uh, we don't focus that way. But for us, what is important is, are you there in the top three of that space where you're venturing in? Are you running a business which is cost effective? Are you running a business which is going towards profitability? And at the end, profit is what matters. Uh, and if you are profitable, and if you're working towards that, valuation is an end result. But what happened is, starters first talk about value. And then, and, and we've seen what happened to WeWorks IPO or we, what happened to a lot of startups across the globe. The valuations fell like 40, 50 or 80%. So I think uh, we don't focus on valuations. We focus on business, revenues, profits. And these are some numbers that are, that are, um, that, that, that has substance. So if you have that, valuation is just an end result and you will have either today or tomorrow.
0: Where do you see your stock going?
1: that's re- i am not allowed by regulation to say a, a future looking statements i'm not going to say that but it it's 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 my dream to uh, have Fipesa as a unicorn billion dollar company so you know that is what i look for wow. and um, uh, we will achieve it shortly yeah. And, yeah, I, I the day uh, we, we can have another round of uh, discussion uh, when we achieve that given the volatility
0: in the market today many investors are worried what would be your advice to them should they redeem stay invested invested or is it the time to
1: invest more or get out i think my single my, you know simple statement would be stay invested uh, india is a huge story is a great story i mean we have not even scratched surface of what our country is going to see in next you know 5 to 10 years uh, that's we are we will have a great bull run I mean, it is very, uh, people might feel that, you know, you are a broker. So you will definitely say that because you want people to stay invested. No, uh, you know, I am an investor. I am personally invested. Uh, I invest through mutual funds. I would, rec- I would urge people to stay invested. Uh, India is a great story. Uh, don't lose hope. Uh, is just a blip. Uh, it's just a blip. What we are going through is just a blip in the great story. So stay invested, put more.